0: The warning signs for a stroke, the acronym is FAST, F-A-S-T. These are the things you're looking for. So F is face drooping. Does one side of the face droop or is it numb? Ask the person to smile. Is their smile uneven? A is arm weakness. So is one arm, has it become weak or numb? Ask the person to raise both arms. Does one arm drift downward? S is speech difficulty. Is speech slurred? And the last letter is T, which is time to call 911. Welcome to Aging in Style, the podcast dedicated to celebrating aging and what it takes to do it well. I'm Lori Williams. I'm a certified senior advisor and senior housing expert. In each episode, you'll learn stories of older adults who are thriving in their 70s, 80s, 90s, and in some cases, in their hundreds. Whether you're an older adult or the child of an older adult, This podcast is filled with insightful resources, organizations that are doing incredible work and stories that will inspire you to volunteer, learn, and who knows, maybe even skydive in your golden years. Hi, welcome to Aging in Style. I have a very personal and important show today, an important message to share with all of you. Today, we're talking about strokes. And if you don't know, strokes are the number five cause of death and a leading cause of disability in the United States. And, you know, honestly, I never gave a lot of thought about strokes happening to me or to someone in my family until my husband had a stroke on Christmas Day. So just this past Christmas 2022, we were preparing to have our Christmas dinner and my husband was about to say the blessing. And words were not coming out of his mouth. And he looked at me and said, you say it. Very odd. (laughs) And I looked at him and I said, say something. Just talk. And he couldn't. It it didn't make any sense. I immediately knew he was having a stroke. And I'm going to talk more about that on the signs for stroke because it's so important that everyone know what the signs of stroke are and know how to, to react and what to do in the event that you know, someone in your family or, or just someone you see is having a stroke. So what happened was you know, I immediately saw that he was having difficulty speaking. He was still able to walk and stand and everything. So I rushed him to the car. Probably should have called 911, but the hospital is about five minutes from my house. So I just you know rushed him there and immediately ran in with he's having a stroke and they took him back and sure enough he was he was having a stroke he's only 62 he has some of the risk factors that we'll go over but you know not all of them and you know we'll talk a little more about some factors that are really factors we can control in having a stroke and factors that are just honestly just out of our control so To, you know, kind of keep it brief with my husband the hospital that I took him to is right by my house. And, you know, I'm glad I took him to the closest one, but it was not a stroke center. And when someone is having a stroke, it's all about time. Time is of the essence and you need to get them immediately to where they can be cared for. And they do have a drug and I meant to look up the actual name of it and I forgot, but it's, they call it the clot buster. And... They can administer this drug, I believe it's in the first three hours, and if it's you know a blood clot or whatever is causing the stroke, it can break that clot up. And so they did, they gave him the clot buster. He at this point could not really speak, he, he knew what was going on, but he could not say his name, could not say his date of birth, and he did not know what year it was. So very scary, <laughs> obviously. And I had to make that decision for him to give him the clot buster. And they administered that. They called care flight, And if you've ever been in this situation, I wish it on no one ever to have to, to go through such a thing. You're just sort of standing back, you know, wanting the doctors to save their life, you know, and you just, you hear them say, care flight's 20 minutes out, and you're like, Oh my god. I mean this is this is serious. I mean really, this is life threatening if they're care flighting him. So they care-flighted him to a hospital that was about, you know, 30 40 minutes away um, that has a stroke center, very good stroke center and to keep a long story short and I'm going to talk more about this caring for a loved one when they're in ICU. ICU was, you know, it's a terrifying experience to put it lightly. And he went through ICU. He had another series of strokes. He's had four strokes total, which is just shocking. But thankfully, he made it through. He is paralyzed on one side of his body at the moment. There's a lot of interesting things about the brain. I've learned so much about neuroplasticity and the ability of the brain to create new routes. And so with a lot of therapy he's currently in a rehab and you know this is going to be as they say with strokes it's a marathon not a sprint so we're going to have a long recovery for him but we are very hopeful that he will have a 100 percent recovery so that is what you know we have our minds set on and as y'all know i am always very positive <laughs> so i'm you know being positive in this state too but I just really feel it's important to share this information with y'all because I share a lot of, a lot of things about aging and, and certainly strokes. Uh, a risk factor is aging. That's you know with, not within your control <laughs> getting older. Um, but it's 62. It's still pretty young to have a stroke. So let's just talk a little bit about strokes, what they are, how you can spot the signs of a stroke. That's so important because In the days after this happened, I had so many people say to me, Well, that's amazing. You knew he was having a stroke. And to me, it just, it was, it's just so obvious that he was having a stroke. But I do want to share that with you. It's pretty, pretty important information and it's pretty easy to remember as well. I had seen the little acronym for it years ago and it just stuck in my mind. And uh, I'm thankful that it did. But, you know, to kind of talk a little bit, what is a stroke? I mean, a stroke. It occurs when a blood vessel that carries, you know, oxygen and nutrients to your brain, it becomes blocked by a clot or burst because it ruptures. And when that happens, that part of the brain is starved of blood and oxygen and the brain cells actually die. So when you have a stroke, those sections where the stroke were in your brain actually die. I mean, the good news about your brain, though, just to kind of go back to that. It does make new pathways and routes around so that it takes time and it takes therapy, but you can regain abilities. So that's that's the good news. But let's just prevent strokes. That's number one. And according to the American Stroke Association, 80% of strokes are preventable. So there are two types of strokes. There are strokes that are caused by a clot, or something, you know, obstructing the flow of blood to the brain, that's called an ischemic stroke. That is what my husband had. And this was sort of the debate when he was in the emergency room. Is it an ischemic stroke or is it a hemorrhagic stroke? The clot buster drug that they give you can only be given if it's an ischemic stroke. And so that's what he was given to break that clot up. If you have a blood vessel rupturing, which is a hemorrhagic stroke you would not give them the blood clotting drug because it just it thins your blood it makes you bleed you know what i noticed about him once they had careflighted him we got to the next emergency room he had cut his hand um earlier in the week when he was washing dishes he a knife hit him in the palm and he got a pretty good cut that was all bleeding again it was it was a bit disturbing but it's thinned your blood so much that you are prone to bleed when you have the uh, Cot Buster drug. So this is why you would only give it if it's an ischemic, ischemic stroke. hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, but I believe it's ischemic. So that's what a stroke is. And the warning signs for a stroke, it's, the acronym is FAST, F-A-S-T. And these are the things you're looking for. So F is face drooping. Does one side of the face droop or is it numb? Ask the person to smile. Is their smile uneven? And (laughs) since this happened, I've heard them ask my husband to smile no less than probably 500 times because that's what they're always checking for. His smile was fine after the initial stroke. But when he had the subsequent strokes in the ICU, I saw when it happened because I saw his mouth, one side of it suddenly droop and i knew oh my gosh he's stroking again and and he was f again is face drooping a is arm weakness so is one arm has it become weak or numb ask the person to raise both arms does one arm drift downward again this is you know the stroke protocol they ask consistently when you're in the hospital or rehab they're asking them constantly to smile to raise their arm To say their name, to say their birth date. I mean, just over and over again. Um, S is speech difficulty, is speech slurred. This was my husband when I noticed on Christmas Day that he was having a stroke. It's like he could not recall the prayer that he was trying to say. Like it just, I could see him just like processing and couldn't get it out. And then when I asked him to say something, it wasn't making sense. What he was saying? It was like my kids and I said this afterwards. It was like he was glitching, like I mean that sounds so crazy, but it was just like he was suddenly just glitching um his speech became slurred later, but initially, with his speech, it just he couldn't get words out, and when he did, it didn't make any sense and the last letter is t, which is time to call nine one one I kind of skipped that part i gotta <laughs> I gotta admit, and I, I think. In our case, it probably was perfect that I was able to get him in the car. But, you know, had he not been able to walk, I certainly would have called 911. But I got him in the car and had him at the hospital, which is a five-minute drive. I think I made it there in about two minutes, to be honest with you. And thankfully for us, there was no one in the emergency room, which was crazy. Not one person in there. Now, when I went to move my car, which I had abandoned with the doors opened and everything, Um, There were a lot of people coming into the emergency room. So it was just a really very lucky or, you know, blessed moment for us that he was able to be taken in. But again, I just remember these warning signs. It's called FAST. And we'll put like a, you know, post something about it, like a little picture or something. But I saw it a couple of times. I think they used to do a commercial on TV. And I saw it and it just always stuck in my mind. So FAST. F is face-drooping, A is arm weakness, S is speech difficulty, and T is time to call 911. And with a stroke, it is imperative that you act quickly because if you get them there quick enough and it's an ischemic stroke, they can give them the clot buster drug. There are some other stroke symptoms to look for. And so I just wanna name those two, but the main ones again are gonna be what we just went over with FAST. But some other um, stroke symptoms to would be watch for sudden numbness or weakness of the face, arm, or leg, especially if it's on one side of the body, confusion, trouble speaking, or understanding speech. And again, for my husband, it was trouble speaking. He didn't seem confused. He seemed sort of like I'm gonna say that kind of like perplexed that he was trying to say this prayer that he has said every day for I don't know, we've been married 32 years. He said the same prayer all the time and it would not come out. So it was more perplexed for him. But confusion, trouble speaking or understanding speech is one trouble seeing in one or both eyes, and trouble walking, dizziness, like a sudden loss of balance or coordination. Or a severe headache without a known cause. So those are the things to keep an eye on. So there's stroke risk factors that are under your control, and I got this from the um, from the American Stroke Association from their website. So there are certain things that are under your control, and then there are certain risk factors that you really can't control. And what my husband's neurologist. He was a wonderful very very nice man Dr. Chung if he's listening Dr. Chung rocks he took a lot of time to really explain things to me but what he said was with strokes 70% is going to be you know the, the risk factors that you can control you know like smoking obesity cholesterol high blood pressure those kind of things which will go over and then 30% is just genetic and you know, with my husband, strokes do seem to run in his family and honestly, I I wasn't terribly worried about it because all of those family members smoked. And so I just kind of thought, well, they all smoke, so that's why they had strokes, but that's not necessarily um not necessarily why. So the stroke risk factors that are under your control, number one. And the biggest one is high blood pressure. High blood pressure is the number one controllable risk factor for stroke. And nearly half of American adults have high blood, pr- blood pressure or hypertension. And you really need to make sure you're keeping your blood pressure in a healthy range, which they give as, um under 120 over 80. So know your blood pressure. I will say that my husband was in the two weeks prior to this happening He was having high blood pressure. He had gone to his doctor. They put him on a blood pressure medication, and he was checking his blood pressure morning and night, and it was not coming down. Now, it wasn't in the range where we needed to go to the emergency room, but he was, you know, it was running high, and he had called the doctor on Friday before Christmas, and they couldn't get him in. They said, come in after Christmas. So he actually had an appointment to go in after Christmas to see if there was another medication that he needed. So certainly for him, I'm sure his blood pressure did play a role with some other risk factors that he had. But again, that is the number one controllable risk factor. So keep an eye on your blood pressure. Other risk factor, of course, this is the one that I thought he's safe because he's not smoking. But um, smoking, of course, is one of the biggest risks to you to have To have a stroke so the nicotine and the carbon monoxide that is in cigarette smoke damages your cardiovascular system and just you know paves the way for you to have a stroke additionally and i didn't know this actually but if you use birth control pills and smoke cigarettes that greatly increases your risk of, of having a stroke Diabetes, is another risk factor if you have type 1 or type 2 diabetes, you know, be sure and keep it under control because that is a risk factor for stroke. Diet, diet's high in saturated fat, cholesterol, it can raise your blood cholesterol levels. You really need to be following a heart healthy or Mediterranean diet. And I will tell you, my husband right now is on the heart healthy diet. Diet for him honestly, and you may not like that I'm going to say this, but I literally told him this a couple of weeks ago. I said, you really need to stop eating like a 12 year old because he likes junk food. I mean, he does. He, I mean, he eats good food too, but he really likes junk food. And he's really like a meat and potatoes guy. He's not like a big fruits and vegetables and salad guy, which you know I live on salads because I, I personally love vegetables and fruits and stuff, but he likes his ice cream and, um, and his junk food. So, you know, and a lot of people do, <laughs> but just know it is, it is putting you at a risk. Your diet will definitely do that. Physical inactivity is another risk factor. We need to all get walking. I'm talking to myself here too, because I'm not as regular of an exerciser as I should be. Now, I mean, my husband, he was fairly active in that we have a puppy, <laughs> So he was, you know, up a lot with her, taking her outside, running around the backyard with her. It just started really beginning to take her for walks. And, you know, I, of course, you know, we can't look back and go, I wish we'd done this. But I wish that we had established, you know, a better exercise routine and and maybe, you know, had been walking on a regular basis. But we can't look back. Things have happened. You know, we have to just go forward. But physical inactivity is also a risk factor for having a stroke. Obesity, obviously huge risk factor. I mean, even just losing five to 10 pounds can make a significant difference in your risk of having a stroke. Oh, also high blood cholesterol. You know, everyone should be getting a checkup once a year to check all your numbers and your cholesterol. Uh, My husband actually, his cholesterol wasn't bad, believe it or not. I thought it was going to be terrible because like I said, he eats like a 12-year-old but his cholesterol was not high. It was it was maybe a little elevated, but all of his numbers were within normal ranges like triglycerides and all of that. Carotid artery disease, and this is when the arteries in your neck that supply blood to your brain that they become narrowed because they have fatty deposits. It's called atherosclerosis, and they did find that in my husband. That And that, again, can have a genetic component to it, can also have these other things, obesity, diet, inact- physical inactivity. Um, I know that there are tests that you can do to scan to see if you have. Now I can't say it. <laughs> I said it so good the first time. Atherosclerosis. I think that's how you say it, y'all, really. I'm kind of not, not too well rested these days, but I think that's how you say it. Another risk factor for strokes, which I had no idea about, is atrial fibrillation, AFib. And that's a heart rhythm disorder. And a lot of people have it and don't know, and it can cause a clot. So that's something they have been monitoring my husband for as well. They have a heart monitor on him to check and just be sure that it wasn't AFib, but it does... You know, appear that it was the um, arteriosclerosis, the plaque buildup. So those are the main risk factors that you can control. You have some control over these risk factors. Now, there's other risk factors I'm going to go over that we have no control over. So these are, you know, your risk for having a stroke increase with age. Well, I mean, we can't do anything about that. (laughs) So stroke increases with age for both males and females. And, you know, stroke is more common among older people, but a lot of people under 65 also have strokes. And I can attest to that. My husband is only 62 and, you know, has had a stroke now. Family history. If you have family members, parent, grandparent, siblings who've had a stroke, especially, you know, before reaching the age of 65, you may be at a greater risk. And uh, sometimes these strokes are caused by certain genetic disorders. Now, my husband yeah everyone was i think died under 65 so i there's clearly something genetic going on there again bad life choices too with smoking race is another risk factor african americans have a higher much higher risk of dying from a stroke than caucasians do and then they also have a note here that hispanics with limited english proficiency may actually hamper the efforts to prevent stroke you can go onto the american stroke association and there's all kinds of literature here and they actually have in spanish as well for people who are only speaking spanish that they can go on there and have access to spanish resources there to help them prevent stroke gender women actually have more strokes than men and strokes kill more women than men so that was kind of interesting So women tend to live longer than men and are older when they have their first strokes. Then of course, another risk factor that there's nothing you can do about, once you've had a stroke or a heart attack, then you are at a much higher risk of having another one than a person who's never had a stroke. So I wanted to share this very, very personal experience that I've had and it's a journey that I'm on that I wish I wasn't on but if this can help one person to either you know know the risk factors to prevent a stroke from happening or to see the signs of a stroke so that they can get their loved one or friend or whoever may be having a stroke get them the help they need in a quick manner, then then this is what I want to do. This is so so important. We all need to know what to look for, and how we can prevent a stroke. So um, just remember FAST, F-A-S-T. Those are the warning signs (laughs) to look for to spot a stroke when someone's having one. I hope this helps you guys. I'm going to be sharing more of this journey. And, you know, I thought a lot about it. Do I want to share this? And I think it's, like I said, really important to, um, to share this experience because You know, when it's the number five cause of death and leading cause of disability in the US, I think it's really important that we all are, you know, aware of it. And, you know, maybe it will sink in more because I'm sharing such a personal experience that I'm having with my husband, my loved one, with him having a stroke. Next week, we're going to talk about the process and about icu kind of some other things that have been very eye opening to me through this whole journey i mean i can say that this has made me definitely have a lot more empathy for the people that i help people who have had maybe a medical crisis or have to be in icu or just caring for someone so and and being a caregiver because i am now in a caregiver role not something i expected I don't think any of us expect it right but not a role I expected to be in at 58 years old but you know what here I am and I will rise to the occasion of course so stay tuned I'll be having a lot more information and more discussion about this on future podcast but please share this podcast with your friends and your family and know about stroke it's so important don't Think it can't happen to you (laughs) because it can happen to anyone. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to y'all next week. Thanks.